What's up, everyone? It's Kristen. Welcome to the How to Vegan podcast. I'm so, so, so stoked that you're tuning in today because OMFNG, it has been so long, like forever since I've recorded and put out a podcast episode. And there are some reasons why. It's not just because I've been like, I don't want to do it. I love doing this for you guys. You have no idea. I love doing this so much. I love every aspect about it. I love all of it. So maybe not all of it, like setting up the camera, all that. Okay. There's some parts, but I really love putting podcasts out for you guys. And I know you guys really get a lot from it as well. So where have I been? What have I been doing? Why haven't I been doing podcasts? There are some reasons. If you want to watch a full entire explanation as to where I kind of was for a couple of months, then you can head on over to my regular YouTube channel, just Kristen Pound. Yes, I'm married now. So my business name is no longer Kristen Emily. It's Kristen Pound, which sounds so much better. It was the plan all along. So Kristen Pound on YouTube, a couple of videos back, it's called like motorcycle accident, honeymoon destination, epilepsy update. So if you want to watch a full explanation on all of these things in more detail, go subscribe to my YouTube channel and go watch that video. But just a little rundown. So in September, right when I was about ready to record this podcast episode that I'm about to do right now, my parents were in a motorcycle accident. They hit a deer. No idea if the deer the deer is okay. Kind of a bummer, but my parents are okay. They survived it could have been really bad. They're totally okay, but they had some broken bones. They had road rash all over. Neither of them could use their arms or their hands for a while. So I went down there and stayed there for a week and completely full-time took care of them. That was intense emotionally, physically, and mentally, everything. It was just a lot. So that's where I was for a hot minute. And I really just took some time to kind of get back into the swing of things because right after that, I got married. So literally like two weeks after that, I got married. So that was really intense. It was an intense time of year. I was just happy that they were alive and that they were going to be able to come to the wedding. But I was planning last minute wedding stuff, blah, blah, blah. So October 5th of this last year, 2018, Casey and I got married and we just had a small little private ceremony. It was amazing. I was nervous the entire time, whatever. Um, But we had a good time. Our friends and family had an amazing time. And that was really fun. But you guys, if you've ever been married or watch wedding shows or anything, you know it takes some time to get ready for your wedding. So two weeks before that, I was just doing wedding stuff. And then after that, we went to Bali for two weeks. So we had a few days to kind of like wind down after our wedding. And then we went to Bali for two full weeks. So we were traveling, I think, actually for 15 days. And we were there for two full weeks. So It was amazing. We had the time of our lives. I'm definitely going to be putting out some Bali footage on my Kristen Pound YouTube channel as well. So another reason to go subscribe. But that's where I was. Most of October was wedding honeymoon stuff, getting back, recovering, all of that stuff. Then I had an epilepsy specialist appointment. I am on new medication. I'm not going to dive into this too much right now, but I'm on new medication. My old medication sucked. Another reason that doing podcasts was really hard for me. I just felt really zero motivation. I wasn't very happy. I pushed through, but I'm on new medication and I feel so much better, like a million times better. So that's another little update. Again, for more details, I've posted a couple of videos about it on my YouTube channel. And I'm also rebranding because yes, I changed my name 
I haven't legally changed it yet, but shh, no one knows that yet. The DMV is crazy right now. So, um, but all along I was waiting to change my business, business name to Kristen Pound. So I've been rebranding on every single platform, social media wise and otherwise that I'm on and changing links and graphics. And it's just so much. My website had to get all redone and everything like that. So that is taking, I'm still in the middle of doing it. It's going to take some time. So rebranding. And then I also am right around this time of year, every year I start working for Tree Fort Music Fest, which is a music festival in Boise, Idaho, spring break time in March. It's amazing. If you've never heard of it, never been to it, check it out. The lineup is amazing. Another announce is going to happen real soon, and it's even more amazing. So Tree Fort Music Fest, I do artist hospitality stuff, so I just make sure that the artists are fed and happy and have the things they need, and it's a takes up a ton of my time. It's a lot of busy work, and I really like being a part of it, but it takes up a lot of my time. So kind of getting started with all of that again. That being said, I am so excited for what I have coming up. I am really just have endless amounts of content ideas. I have so much just so many things coming into my head and things I want to share with you guys about veganism and really, I really want to help people go vegan. And I know, I know that that's happening and I'm really, really wanting to, to focus on being a big part of that. So that being said, I have this new kind of series planned called What's the Deal With? So I'm going to kind of dive into those topics in this podcast episode series that a lot of people aren't, you know, don't talk about or might not know too much on. So honey, what's the deal with honey? And I'll just talk all about honey and it'll kind of be an objective approach. Of course, I'll probably talk about my opinion and a lot of this stuff I'm clearly going to be against because it involves taking something from an animal that we don't need. But things like honey, circuses, zoos, pets being vegan, all of that stuff that people are like, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? A lot of the stuff that's off topic in my Facebook group, because it is such an intense conversation that starts to happen surrounding it, that people just get so negative. So I, I really wanted to do a series focused here on my podcast channel, podcast, podcast, <laughs> focused on those things so that people that are wondering, you know, well, what, why is honey not vegan? Why is this not vegan? Whatever. Why do vegans not support horse racing, that kind of stuff. And just talk about it and give different opinions and kind of give lots of information that so you guys can, you know, end up making your own decisions and feeling, feeling good about it. So that is coming up. Um, I have some other awesome kind of fun podcast ideas coming up, but that's the one I'm really excited about because I just love doing research and sharing it with you guys. And those are some good topics to kind of dive in on. So Another thing is I, I, in order to make this podcast a semi-even regularly thing, I'm going to have to take a more laid back approach, um, maybe a little less edited. Um, if there's anyone out there who's into editing podcasts on the cheap, hit me up. <laughs> um, because I, you know, I was doing lots of editing, you know, not editing the podcasts too much themselves of editing out breaths and making them kind of sound tight and clean. And it was taking hours upon hours of my week. So to get them out every other week is a lot. And at first I was trying to do every week, which was just, I'm burning myself out. So I'm trying to find a way that you guys can still be getting content from me and that I can still be feeling mentally healthy because that's really important. And burning out doesn't feel good because then that doesn't do anybody any good because then I'm not making any content and 
y'all, I love doing this and I know you guys really enjoy it too. So another thing is I'm probably not going to have a consistent schedule. I just need to, when I have time and feel good about it, get into a space where I can do the podcast and then sit down and edit and, and then release it, which takes an entire day because it's on eight different platforms. So As of now, I'm probably not going to have a very consistent approach until I get some help. I need a virtual assistant. I need to just get on that. I need some help. Until then, I'm going to record them when I have some time, edit them when I have some time, take a more laid laid back fun approach. And I think I'll actually get more podcasts out that way than I am at least now. I'm not doing anything. And I think because I felt like I had to be consistent about it and like, okay, well, in two weeks, I have to put out another one. And then it just freaks me out and I just stop. And I don't want to do that because I want to share this with you guys. So. Yeah, that's what's up with that's what's up with the podcast and all of that stuff. That's where I've been. That's what's going on. That's kind of what's been going on my mind, going on in my mind, going on in my mind. And okay, that's enough about me. That's enough about what's going on in my little corner of the planet. In today's episode, let's we're finally to the episode. (laughs) In today's episode, we are going to chat all about what kind of non-vegan ingredients you'll want to watch out for when reading nutrition labels and ingredient lists on the back of products, especially if you're a new or aspiring vegan, because labels can be tricky, companies can be tricky, and that's what I'm here for. I'm here to clear all of that up for you, because wow, there is some weird ass shit out there um, that I promise you you're gonna be glad that you knew about so you could avoid it. I would I wish I would have known about this stuff before because I've probably eaten this and we just wish I would have known. That's all. If this is your first time tuning into the How to Vegan podcast, then like I said earlier, I'm so glad that you're here right now. Like right now is the perfect time to just go make sure you're subscribed on your favorite little podcast listening platform, whether it's iTunes, Spotify. Yes, it's on Spotify now, which is so exciting. I love Spotify. Apple Podcasts. It's also on Stitcher, SoundCloud. It's on YouTube where all of the unedited video versions live. So if you like unedited shit watching me be weird with my cat and stuff. And if you want to watch me in video form, then type in how to vegan podcast on YouTube and you'll find all of the unedited video versions there. And if you ever just need a jumping off point and you can't remember where in the hell to go, just go to kristenpound.com, click on the little podcast tab and you'll find everything you need there. Or you can just go straight there by typing in kristenpound.com slash podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast for 100% free, then click on the Amazon link in the description and show notes for this podcast. It kind of depends on whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on iTunes or you're on my website. But in either the show notes or the show description, there's an Amazon link. Anytime you shop on Amazon, using that link to get into Amazon, you don't have to buy anything on my list, but just getting into Amazon, anything you buy on that trip they'll kick me back a small little percentage and it helps me so much and it's totally free to you guys. So if you want to support me in a really simple, easy way and you shop on Amazon, then go do that. I would really, really appreciate it because every little bit helps and it's a holiday season. So um, yeah, I don't know when I'm actually going to release this. Hopefully it'll be before the holiday season's over. It's early December. It's mid-December. It's mid-December. We'll see. We'll see how long it takes. And if you really love the podcast, then please head on over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a little rating and review. Hopefully a five-star rating, hopefully an awesome review because it really helps me out. It gets more people to see it. And if people are interested, then they'll know it's a good podcast, which hopefully it is. 
And don't forget to share this episode with any of your peeps who might be interested in this information that I put together for you today. Go ahead, share that vegan love. It feels so good. And that ripple effect is real, like so real. I promise the ripple effect is it's it's magic. Alrighty. That might have been it has that that was that that was the longest how to vegan podcast intro ever. But guess what? Yep, that's right. It's time to dive right into today's episode, non vegan ingredients that you'll def 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 want to watch out for. So let's start out with something that we should all be on the same page about the definition of vegan and the definition of veganism. Definition of vegan, a person who does not eat or use animal products. Definition of veganism, a way of living which seeks to exclude, as far as possible and practical, all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing, or any other purpose. In dietary terms, it refers to the practice of excluding all animal products, including meat, fish, poultry, eggs, animal milks, honey, and their derivatives. The word vegan extends to more than just diet, though. Vegans don't wear leather, fur, wool, or silk, and are against zoos, circuses, rodeos, animal testing, and any other industry that exploits or abuses animals. I do want to point out that no one can avoid every single animal ingredient always. It's just not humanly possible. But being vegan, at least for most people, is about helping animals not being a perfect vegan. Some vegan YouTubers have actually been like making videos about this lately, which I think is actually a really interesting discussion to have because no matter how vegan you want to be, there's always something in your life that isn't going to be 100% vegan. And being open about that stuff, especially in the vegan community itself, is just super refreshing and real, at least it is to me. So yeah, this is not about perfection. It's about doing your best to reduce unnecessary suffering however you can. And every single person is different, so make sure to honor yourself along the way as well. It's always really important. Okay, now let's dive into the real juicy part of this episode. The reason you're here, how to read those darned labels so the next time you're shopping for vegan stuff so you can confidently know what to avoid and what you can go ahead and buy. As per regulation in the U.S., companies must specify exactly which allergens are in a product. Not only do they have to state which commonly named allergens like milks, milks, milk, eggs, and shellfish are contained within the product, but these allergens have to stand out in some way. So you might find them in bold or they might be underlined or they might be like right at the beginning of the ingredients list in parentheses. And while this will not cover you for ingredients like honey and meat, it at least identifies the usual suspects and it will quickly tell you whether or not it's worth reading the whole ingredient list or not. So, you know, if it says contains milk, then you're not going to want to read the rest of the ingredient list. And just an FYI, very similar regulations operate in Australia, Canada, and the UK. So pretty similar in the US on that. So something that can be really helpful is just to look for the word vegan or the V symbol on the packaging. More and more companies are doing this and it makes it really just a lot easier for all of us vegans to shop. Make sure not to confuse vegetarian for vegan on labeling. Sometimes a V in a circle will be confusingly vegetarian for some reason. I've noticed that sometimes. So just just make sure. If you see that, I, I usually still make sure just because I'm paranoid about eating something that I don't want to eat. You can also use apps like Is It Vegan or Vegan Scanner to search the ingredient list in a database they've created. You can scan the actual product itself or you can type in a certain ingredient and it'll tell you if it's vegan or not. So definitely check apps like Is It Vegan and Vegan Scanner out. I'm sure there are others. I'll leave links to a couple of the ones that I think are good in the show notes. And let's, before we dive into this real juicy stuff, let's talk about the may contain slash 
processed in a facility that manufactures issue. So take may contain milk as an example. This means that milk is not an added ingredient. It's not in it. But a very small amount may have come in contact with the food. This is really intended for people with severe, severe allergies, where even the tiniest amount of cross-contamination with an allergen could cause them to have a severe allergic reaction. And sometimes companies that don't even use these ingredients will add may contain X ingredients to their package just to cover their asses if someone were to have an adverse reaction to their product. I personally don't avoid foods that are vegan, but could possibly be contaminated with non-vegan allergens. In other words, if it says may contain milk on it, but everything else is 100% vegan, then I'll purchase it if I want it. But if you have a super severe allergy, then you might want to avoid those types of products altogether. Totally up to you. Everybody's different. You make your decision on that. But may contain milk does not mean there's milk in the actual ingredients list. Just wanted to kind of clear that up because that can be super confusing when reading labels. Just a little FYI, it's also worth noting that there are some ingredients that can be plant-based or animal-based. An example of that would be lactic acid. For those ingredients, you'll often have to contact the manufacturer directly to find out where they source the ingredient from, or you can check online. Someone else may have already found the answer, so you don't have to. You can ask in like a Facebook group or something like that. If you are not in my How to Vegan Facebook group, then go join that. It's called How to Vegan on Facebook. There's like over 75,000 people in there. Awesome place to connect with other vegans, ask questions, find recipes, all of that stuff. Links will be available for you in the show notes. It's also worth noting another thing that the world of food science is always changing. So the way the food ingredients are derived changes always, you know, due to technology, necessity, and the efforts of people like us trying to reduce animal suffering. Um, so depending on these factors, some of the ingredients that I talk about here in a minute may change from being animal derived to vegan or vice versa versa at any time. So like I always say, it's best to do your own research whenever you can. The good thing is that over time, more and more of the ingredients are being derived from plant sources. So that's legit, me Spears. One more thing. There are definitely more items that vegans need to avoid than the ones I'm going to be talking about in this episode. I'm going to cover a lot, but... I'm only going to be talking about some of the more common ones, even though there's still a lot, because it would take me way too long and this episode would be so fucking boring if I listed all of them. So if you're wanting to know more, definitely dive in and do some research of your own. Doing your own research whenever you can is always the best route. But because I love y'all so much, I will always also... Leave some links in the little description slash show notes, or you can go to kristenpound.com slash podcast, find this episode, and you I will leave some links there for like the full lists of everything to avoid. So you can print it off if you want to, because like there's a lot of things that you might need to be careful of. But I just wanted to list some of the more common ones for you guys in this episode. Okay, so let's get into some things to keep an eye out for next time you're checking the ingredients list of something. So some more obvious things that vegans avoid, and I kind of mentioned them earlier, but just because I want to mention them again, meat, poultry, fish, and seafood. Vegans don't eat that, so avoid that. Anytime you see any of those on an ingredient list, bail. Dairy, any kind of dairy, milk, milk derivatives, all of that stuff, eggs, honey, and other bee products like bee pollen. So those are some more obvious ones that just definitely steer clear of. I'm going to be talking some more like 
common but weirder ones. So some not so obvious ingredients. So let's get into these not so obvious ingredients or additives that can be derived from animals. These ingredients and additives can be found in a wide variety of different processed foods. That's something that I want to mention. A lot of this stuff is just found in processed foods. Pretty much, I mean, the only way to get a lot of this stuff is by buying processed foods. If you're eating a whole foods, plant-based diet, then you're not going to be having to worry about this stuff. But for those times when you just want to treat yourself or you're just out and about and you have no other choice, these are some things to definitely keep an eye out for. But something that can help you to avoid this altogether is just eating whole plant-based foods, which I highly advocate. It'll make you feel good. Your body will love you. You can reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease, diabetes, stroke, Alzheimer's, cancer. The benefits are endless. The animals don't suffer. The planet is not being destroyed. So avoiding animal products is amazing. So let's talk about some ingredients that are a little bit more weird that you might want to avoid. I'll start with one of the weirdest ones to understand just to kick us off on the right foot. So there are several food additives that start with the letter E followed by three numbers. Examples include E120, E322, E422, E471, and so on. So it's just a capital letter E with three numbers right after it. There's no dash or anything. These can be a variety of non-vegan products that are trickily listed and can sometimes be found as bee products in bread, silk in shampoo, and pearls in deodorant. So if you see anything in the list of ingredients that starts with a capital letter E followed by three numbers, then you'll definitely want to look it up to see exactly what it is. I didn't know about this before, so I don't even, I mean, it maybe sounds familiar on something that has a ton of processed ingredients, but if you're, if, if you see it and you want to know, that's definitely something that you want to keep an eye out for. And again, I'll leave a link to the comprehensive list of these in the description slash show notes. Gelatin. Don't eat gelatin. This is a common thickening agent that comes from the skin, bones, and connective tissue of cows and pigs. Gross. So gross when you really think about it. Not good. No, thank you, personally. Um, and this can often be found in marshmallows, yogurt, frosted cereals, and gelatin-containing desserts like Jello. So try to avoid gelatin if you can. I've also seen it in like gum and of course, gummy candies, all of that stuff. Um, so albumin. Albumin is the protein component of egg whites and that's used in mostly processed foods. So that's just something that can be tossed in there as an added ingredient. So if you see albumin, don't eat it. Whey or whey powder. Whey is the watery part of milk that remains after the formation of curds. And this is often used in non-vegan protein powders, and it can sometimes be used in breads and sweets. Casein, which is C-A-S-E-I-N, don't eat casein. This is the main protein present in milk, and this is very disruptive to your body. And in coagulated form, it's in cheese. So you'll sometimes see this in the ingredient list for vegetarian cheeses. So they might be vegetarian, but they're not vegan because it contains this protein that's in milk. Um, it can also be listed as calcium calcinate or sodium calcinate. So anything with the word casein in it, just don't. Just steer clear. It's not good for your body and it's not vegan. Another one, lactose. This is the sugar present in cow's milk. And matter of fact, millions of people cannot digest this. So many people are lactose intolerant because we're not supposed to be drinking the milk from another species. No other species does that. It's very, very, very weird. So if you see lactose on the label, definitely avoid it. 
Similarly, lactic acid. This is one of those ones that can be sourced from plants or animals, and it can be sometimes a tricky one to decipher. Luckily, the vast majority of lactic acid worldwide, and even more so in the U.S., is made from vegetable products, not animal products, because vegetable products like cornstarch and beet sugar, which are often used to make lactic acid, are much cheaper than the animal-derived products, and they're less prone to spoiling during the fermentation process. So more and more lactic acid is plant-based, but another one you might want to to keep an eye out for. Omega-3 fatty acids. If you see these on the ingredient list, it might not be vegan because a lot of them are a lot of the omega-3s are not sourced from the original source, which is algae, but it's derived and sourced from the fish, the middleman, for no reason. So you can totally get vegan omega-3s through just getting it from the algae itself. There's lots of vegan alternatives out there. But if you see omega-3s in an ingredient list, it might be sourced from an animal. Just a heads up from fish. Cochineal and carmine. Ground cochineal scale insects um, are used to make carmine. So cochineal, it's spelled C-O-C-H-I-N-E-L, and I think it's pronounced cochineal, and it's used to make carmine, and that's a natural dye used to give a red color to many food products. Today, carmine is primarily used as a colorant in food and in lipstick, E120 or natural red 4 is how it shows up in those products. And it's also found in bottle juices, colored pasta, some candies, and some frozen popsicles. So just keep an eye out. If you see the word cochineal or carmine, then don't buy it because it's probably ground up bugs, which is such a bummer. Ground up little bugs. It's it's just not good. It's not, it's just not good. Another thing you're gonna want to avoid is bone char. And although it might not list it on the ingredients themselves, It's often used as a decolorizing filter in the sugar industry. So to make sugar from that brown organic sugar color to that really white regular sugar color or table sugar color that you usually see, a lot of times they use animal bone char, more so in the United States than I think elsewhere. But I avoid that altogether by just buying organic sugar. Organic sugar cannot be filtered through animal bone char. But if it's regular sugar, there's a high chance that it maybe was filtered through animal bone char. And although that doesn't have, it's not directly non-vegan, it doesn't have it in there, some vegans choose to try to avoid it when they can. So I just wanted to toss that in there for those of you who were not aware that that is a thing. So some animal shortenings. There's three of them I want to talk about that you need to kind of keep an eye out for. Butter fat. That one's a little bit easier because you see the word butter and you're kind of like, oh, okay. But cocoa butter, which can be tricky, that's vegan. Butter fat, if you ever see that, that's not. That's just the fatty part of milk. So butter fat, avoid. Lard. Lard is the fat from the abdomen of a pig that is rendered and clarified for use in cooking. It makes me like nauseous to think about it. (laughs) It's so funny. I've been vegan for so long, like over seven years now, that stuff like that just sounds so abnormal to be putting into your body. Um, So watch out for lard in things like refried beans and tortillas. A lot of kind of traditional Mexican food is prepared that way. So a lot of the tortillas are those delicious beans that you find in traditional restaurants or some non-traditional restaurants can contain lard. So it's worth it to ask because you might not want to be eating that um, abdomen fat from a pig. So suet, another animal shortening that you want to keep an eye out for. That's the hard white fat on the kidneys and loins of cattle, sheep, and other animals. Again, gross. And it's often used to make foods including puddings, pastry, and mincemeat. I think this one's used a little bit more like in the UK, but if you see suet on a recipe list or something, just don't, just don't go there. Cysteine 
in L form, aka L-cysteine, L-C-Y-S-T-E-I-N-E. It's a softening agent that's used in many types of bread, unfortunately. Um, it's most common in pizza dough and bagels. The major commercial sources of L-cysteine today are Chinese and Indian bird feathers and human hair. So that's how they're getting L-cysteine. That's what L-cysteine really is, is like bird feathers, mostly. And when bird feathers and human hair can't really be sourced when that supply is low, hog's hair can also be used. And it's just used to soften the dough. I think Einstein Bagels uses it in their bagels or Einstein Brothers, Einstein Brothers Bagels. Um, one of those bigger bagel places uses it. So L-cysteine, you might want to find out if it's vegan or not, if you care about that. Isinglass. This is a gelatin-like substance that's prepared from the internal membranes of fish bladders. Mm. It's often used in the making of beer or wine as a clarifying agent. So they use these fish bladders to really just clarify the beer and wine. A lot of wine is clarified that way. One way you can check to see if your beer or wine is vegan is to download the app called Barnivore or go to their website. You can type it in. You can see which ones are vegan and it'll tell you if it's not, if it doesn't know. If it doesn't know, you can always contact the manufacturer, the distributor, and ask. But bummer to know that lots of beer and wine is filtered through non-vegan ingredients. Another one I want to mention is anchovies. Anchovies are small silver fish, um, and they're often used in Bloody Marys and Caesar salads. So even vegetarians will want to watch out for this commonly used ingredient. So if you're out there getting Bloody Marys and Caesar salads and thinking that they might be vegan or vegetarian... They're probably not. Someone's hitting me up a bunch. Tree fort stuff. I don't know how to mute my computer. Anyway. Okay. Um, moving on. Shellac. This is a substance secreted by the female lac. L-A-C. Lac insect. It's sometimes used to make a food glaze for sweets, like confectioner's glaze or certain candies that have a super glossy sheen to them. Or it can even be used and can commonly be used as a wax coating for fresh produce, like apples. Uh, you know, when you see that really shiny looking apple or orange or usually apples and you scrape and you're like, what is that coating? It can be shellac, which is not vegan. Even organic produce can be coated in shellac. So it's best to ask an employee at your grocery store. They should know what is on the food that they're selling. Royal jelly. I don't, why does that sound like such a dirty thing to me? What the fuck? If that's like a dirty term, then... I don't know. It sounds like it. Anyway, royal jelly is the secretion from the throat glands of the honeybee workers that is fed to the larva in a colony and to all the queen larva. And it's widely marketed as a dietary supplement. So royal jelly, that's not, it just like sounds like lube or something like that, but it's not, and it's not vegan. Vitamin D3, another thing that you want to be aware of, and I talk about this in my supplement episode, but vitamin D3, most vitamin D3 is derived from fish oil or lanolin, which is found in sheep's wool, and it's often used to fortify foods like cereals, and it's sometimes used in products like shower gel. An example of this is Kellogg's cereal. All Kellogg's cereal, they, I think they're coming out with a new like vegan line, but all Kellogg's cereal that's fortified with vitamin D3 is not vegan because it is sourced from a non-vegan, aka animal, ingredient. So Kellogg cereal, if you're into just avoiding it altogether, which I didn't know for so long. And when I found out, I stopped buying it and eating it because I just don't want to contribute. And that's just something that is simple enough for me to do is get a different kind of cereal. If I was starving and it was the only choice, 
I might think differently. But just a heads up, vitamin D3, vitamin D3 pills, supplements, anything like that oftentimes can be sourced from animals. So just make sure that it's not. Rennet or renin, which comes from the stomach lining of calves and other baby animals. Again, so sad. Really, really sad. Um, is unacceptable to all vegetarians, not just vegans, because it's the inside of their stomach lining. And this can be used in vegetarian cheeses. See, that doesn't make sense. It's used in non-lactose cheeses. That's what it is. It's for people that can't have lactose and they're trying to do like a non-dairy cheese. But sometimes it'll still have this rennet or renin in them to give it like a harder texture, I guess. But it's not vegetarian. It's not vegan. Avoid it. Pepsin. This is kind of similar. This is found in hog stomachs and it's used as a clotting agent and it can be found in some cheeses and vitamins. So if you see pepsin, just just don't. Just don't go there. Uh, lecithins. This is something that you'll see a lot, soy lecithins, and that one's more common, but they can sometimes be animal derived. And, and lecithins are used as emulsifiers and stabilers. And this is, yeah, like I said, this is one that can be plant or animal derived. Some lecithin contains egg yolks, but other sources are soy. And it can also be directly obtained from animal fat. So it's always best to check with the manufacturer to make sure. If it just says lecithin and not soy lecithin, then you might want to find out. And the last one I have on this list is natural flavorings. So some of these ingredients are animal-based. So you know when on the ingredients list it says natural flavorings, sometimes they can be animal-based. You would think they wouldn't, but animals are natural, so they can toss that in there. One example is castor or castorium. And this delicious item is a food flavoring that comes from the secretions of beaver's anal scent glands. Fucking ew. Ew. Luckily, there is a plant-based version of castor oil, so you don't have to go all anusy on it. But just a heads up, sometimes it says natural flavorings, and they might not be so natural, and they might be derived from animals of some kind. So now I want to talk about some foods that sometimes but not always contain animal ingredients, ones that I would flip that little package around for just to make sure. Um, some foods you might expect to be 100% vegan and they contain one or more animal-derived ingredients. For this reason, vegans must be cautious and check the labeling carefully, especially when you're first starting out. You'll get used to it. Trust me, it gets easier. I can just flip it over now and look in like about a second and be able to tell. So you just, you want to be careful and 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 know what you're what you're looking at and what you're about to put into your body before you buy it or decide to avoid it. So bread products. This is something I always just flip over and look at because not only do they sometimes contain eggs and milk, but sometimes they contain that little L-cysteine that I talked about a little bit ago to soften it up. So that's a kind of less common one that you'll see, but just want to keep an eye out for. Beer and wine. Like I said earlier, some manufacturers use egg white albumin. They use gelatin. They use casein in the beer brewing process or the winemaking process. And then others sometimes use isinglass as a substitute collected from fish bladders to clarify the final product. So there can be in beer and wine making lots of animal stuff. If it's like a, a milk stout beer, I've seen people that use actual like lactose sugar in it. So you just want to find out if it, if it sounds like something that might that might have some animal ingredients in, then in it, then just double check. Sweets and candy. Many varieties of jelly, marshmallows, gummy bears, and chewing gum contain gelatin, and others are coated in shellac or contain a red dye called carmine, which we now know is made from the cochineal insect, and it's all ground up, just ground up insects. So 
avoiding that is is awesome and gelatin and, and all of that stuff. French fries. Some varieties are fried in animal fat, so you just want to make sure before you eat them. Not often, but sometimes it can happen. And just a little FYI, the fries at McDonald's in the U.S. are not vegan. They contain natural beef flavoring, which is derived from milk. And if you want to know more about fast food and the options that vegans actually do have, then go check out episode 15 titled Vegan Fast Food Options. I'll leave a little link for you down below. Or you can just go to kristenpound.com slash podcast slash vegan fast food options. Another thing to kind of keep an eye out for is deep fried foods. The batter used to make these foods like, you know, onion rings or vegetable tempura sometimes contain egg or buttermilk. So something else to keep an eye out for. Pesto. Many varieties of restaurant and store-bought pesto contain cheese, usually Parmesan cheese, Pasta, some types of pasta, especially fresh pasta, contains eggs. Chips, some chips are flavored with powdered cheese or contain dairy, other dairy ingredients such as casein, whey, or animal-derived enzymes. Mayonnaise, most mayonnaise contain egg, but luckily there are even better tasting vegan versions out there. You can buy some in the store. The Just brand is my favorite, but you can also try out my little trusty recipe. It's raw, it's vegan, it's oil-free, it's homemade, and it's on my YouTube channel. And I'll, I'll link it for you guys in the little show notes too. Or you can just type in vegan mayonnaise Kristen Pound on YouTube and you'll find it. Refined sugar. Most brands sold in the UK are bone char free, but like I said earlier, in the US, manufacturers usually lighten the color of the sugar with bone char, which is made from the bones of cattle, which is gross. Roasted peanuts. This one can be really surprising for some people. Gelatin is sometimes used when manufacturing roasting roasted, roasted peanuts in order to help salt and spices stick to the peanuts better. For example, the planters dry roasted salted peanuts contain gelatin, and it's such a bummer because those are the best ones, especially in stir fries. So that was something that even the last time I was home when all this shit went down with my parents, um, I think I mentioned to my mom, like, hey, just a heads up, these have gelatin in them because my mom's vegan and she wasn't aware. And sometimes that happens. So now she knows. Um, Some dark chocolate. Dark chocolate is usually vegan. However, some varieties contain animal-derived products such as whey, milk fat, milk solids, clarified butter, or non-fat milk powder. So just because it's dark chocolate doesn't mean there's no milk in it. Definitely you want to check to see if there's any milk or butter or anything similar in there. Um, Some produce, some fresh fruits and veggies are coated with wax, and this wax can be petroleum or palm-based, but they may also be made using beeswax or shellac. Palm oil is another thing that I'm going to be talking about on that. Like, what's the deal with Siri so that people can just be, you guys can just be educated on all aspects of what is palm oil, blah, 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 all of that. And then you guys can make your own decisions. So get excited for that little series. If you're stoked about that and you have any ideas of something you want me to cover, then definitely head on over to the How to Vegan podcast YouTube channel and find this episode and leave me a comment. Be like, oh my God, do an episode on this. Do an episode on this. I love hearing from you guys over there. Make sure you're subscribed to that YouTube channel because I want that to get popping. I do these videos. It takes time and I want I want you all to see them. So um, the last thing on this little list is Worcestershire sauce or Worcestershire, however you pronounce it. I, I always heard Worcestershire. Most varieties many varieties contain anchovies. So if you're making a Bloody Mary or Caesar salad or something, again, just make sure that there's no Worcestershire sauce in there. And if there is, make sure that it doesn't have anchovies. Some of the super cheap kinds just don't have it at all. And there is some vegan Worcestershire sauce that you can buy. I know Annie's makes a brand and I think I've seen 
another brand too. So just wanted to let you know that those are things that I usually flip the package around for sure and read, unless it's something obvious. So some other non-vegan ingredients slash products to look out for that aren't necessarily food focused that I just really wanted to toss in here. I didn't want it to only be about food because veganism isn't only about food. It's about reducing animal suffering in every single aspect possible. So when buying personal care products and cosmetics, please just watch out for beeswax, lanolin, pearls, tallow, and musk. Although most musk isn't sourced from animals' assholes anymore, so that's a good thing, but worth checking out. And in apparel and textiles, please just avoid leather, fur, silk, wool, cashmere, and angora. All animal sourced, all stuff that's just unnecessary and we don't need to be harming the animals so that we have. So that's it. That's it. This was a longer one for sure. Somebody mentioned like, I love your podcasts. I wish they were longer. So to the person that said that, here's a longer one for you. That's it. That's it. I hope you like this. I really have been missing doing this. I've been missing putting together did the research and just coming up with ideas and then sitting down and recording them and all of it and getting them out to you guys and having you guys be stoked about them and hearing feedback from you guys. So I'm so excited to be sitting in front of this camera again doing this. It feels really, really, really good. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. I hope this wasn't just too much like, here's all this information. I just want you to be aware. This podcast is really for newer aspiring vegans or vegans who just want to make sure they're on top of their shit. So so I just really wanted to to put this out there and, and let you know there are some things that you might not be aware of. And again, in the description slash show notes, I will leave links to more comprehensive lists. So if you're like, what in the shit did she just talk about? Then you can find some more information there. Make sure that you're subscribed to the How to Vegan podcast channel on YouTube. Like I said, it's a perfect place to connect with me, to ask me questions, to give me ideas for episodes. And I just, I really want to grow that video part of it because it's really fun for me to put out unedited videos. It's just fun. So if you haven't watched over there, then go hop over there and check that out. Go leave a little review and rating on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Whatever podcasting platform you listen to, if they allow ratings and reviews, then do it. Tell your people about the podcast. If you have people that are wondering, how do I go vegan? Tell them about the How to Vegan podcast because I am walking y'all through it. And I have so many more exciting episodes planned. I'm so, so, so excited. So like I said before, all of the links and everything that I mentioned will be in this episode show notes slash description. So go check those out. Go head over to kristenpound.com slash podcast, find this episode, everything will be there. And if you ever have any questions or anything, come find me on Instagram. It's just kristen.pound. I'm there all the time posting Instagram stories and connecting with you guys and all of that fun stuff. Go find my Facebook group, How to Vegan. Let's stay connected there. I'm so excited for 2019. I have so much stuff planned. I feel so much better now that I'm not on that shitty ass medication and I finally feel excited to do some things, just excited to be putting out more content and excited to be more consistent and here for you guys because I love you guys. And like you guys know, I'm doing this for the animals. This is all for the animals for me. I That's my driving factor. And for those of you who don't know, now you know. I love helping people. I love helping the planet. Animals, I can't deal with animal suffering. So that is why I do what I do. All the other stuff is side benefits. Um, so thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in. All of your support and love and well wishes while I've been gone and understanding while I've been gone has been much appreciated. And I'm hopping back on the podcast train. Just might not be super, super regularly for now, but just know I have so many episodes planned. I'm not going anywhere and just stay tuned. 
because I'm excited. So I love you guys. I'm going to stop rambling. I could talk forever because I just am excited. (laughs) I'm excited to be back. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a really, really amazing rest of your day. And I'll just see you guys in the next episode of the How to Vegan podcast. Peace.